it is Dan Doherty, who scored plenty of penalties in the past, but not as significant as this. Hi everybody, welcome to the second episode of the official Korean FC podcast with your host. I'm Damien Mullen and uh, thanks to everybody who took the time and the effort to listen to last week's first ever episode. Plenty of good feedback guys and thanks very much for taking the time to listen. Uh, it was a pleasure. So uh, it's been another busy week on the footballing front uh, as we all know and uh, we'll, we'll get to the, the burning issues of the week very soon and uh, in the company I'm delighted to say but my guests are back again this week. We have Jonathan McNabb, Head of Social Media at Korean Football Club, and Stephen Crawford, the number one sports writer at the newsletter. Well, at least that's what he told me, so we'll take his word for it. Stephen, also a member of the social media team, and the guys do a great job, as we all know, so uh, very good to them. Delighted to say that I'm also joined this evening by a young man who we never really hear much from. Uh, I think he prefers to do most of his talking on the pitch. Uh, but hopefully tonight, this podcast will will change all that. Um, Evan Tweed joined Korean last summer, but he, he's quickly forced his way into Oren's first-team plans. And uh, I think it's fair to say he's had a, a series of mature performances, which belie the fact that he's, he's only 21. So uh, welcome, Evan, and uh, hopefully all good with you out there in, in Donegal. No more, lads. Thanks for having me. Ah, it's all good, hey? Just back from work here, so I need to get the... Uh, is this an audio, lads, eh? Yes. No, no, we're good then. We're all right. It's all good. So, yes, uh, you just say you're just back from work, but uh, sure, you got the night off last night, didn't you? You, you got a you got a night, a rare night off last night at Carrick Rangers, and you got the chance to, to sit and watch the game, so that, that was a wee bonus for you, I'm sure. Yeah. No, it was a good game, too. We had a bit of rotation going on. Uh, Runa Mossigman... Marty came on as well, and Curtis got a start as well. And to be fair, all three of them done brilliantly. I think um, first half we started a bit slow. We weren't, we were no real danger. But I think Owen said at half time, like we need to lift our own performance to get an eye out of the game. And to be fair to the boys, started second half and they came out flying. And whenever Curtis got that first goal, I think we we went on then and dominated the game. Like, and I suppose Evan, that's something that. I, I know they, all the players have, have had to get used to very quickly is the, the squad rotation. Um, we all know that there's a, a, a lot of games in a very short space of time. Uh, and that's something that the manager and the management have spoken to all the players. And I think you all realise that you won't be playing every game. Oh, definitely. It's, especially with these Saturday, Tuesday games, it's tough on the body. Like, but we have a good 20, 21 very good players. and. We know, and it's, I think it's easy for Owen to, to rotate the, game, the players because there's a lot of quality coming in. Like, if you look at Curtis last night, who he didn't, he didn't play on Saturday, but came in last night and scored two goals. And it goes right back as far as Marty as well, who was sitting watching Gareth Dean play, who's been brilliant. And Marty came in last night and made two brilliant saves towards the end. If, if it wasn't for him, it would have been in every few minutes. Like. Indeed. So, well, I think we've got a few supporters questions for you Evan but we'll, we'll leave them to later on we'll, we'll keep them up our sleeve and Jonathan you were there at the match last night as well uh, in your guise as, as a part of the media social media team Evan referred to it there Curtis Allen with two goals and I suppose it's uh, by 
Curtis' own admission, it's been a frustrating time for him. But I think last night, he really underlined his importance to the squad and to the team at the moment. Yeah, as Evan said, um, the players know that they're not going to play every week. So whenever they do get a start, they have to put in the, the performances. Um, we've watched Curtis across two spells. And even when he's at the Glens, the, the two goals that he scored are just Curtis Allen goals. Uh, somebody... Uh, in the right place at the right time. And there were two good times as well. One about 10 minutes into the second half and, and the other one was about 15 minutes to go. And he, was nearly, he nearly got a hat-trick. He was denied one, obviously, at the end of the first half for, for offside. But Evan summed up the game pretty well. I thought the first half, we probably just weren't at the races. And then the second half, the goal helped and we never really looked like conceding. So a good three points because Carrick, Orn has said that they were in the best form of the season and um, they beat Crusaders and Drew Linfield. So it was a definitely a good three points for us. And, and just on, on the Curtis thing, we spoke to Curtis after the game and he turned 33 on Monday, I think it was. But it was, it was noticeable that when we were talking to him afterwards that he was very keen to say that he's, you know, he believes there's a lot of life left in him yet and he's not happy just to sit and, and not play and pick up a wage. He, he wants to play, he wants to score goals and he believes that he, he's got a lot to offer still. For me, it's a matter of, of coming in and, and doing all I can when I am playing or of coming off the bench. And, you know, tonight I, I, I felt like I'd done well. I've scored two goals and we've got the three points, you know. But I'm not getting carried away. I, I want to contribute as much as I can. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to just sit back and think, well, happy days, we'll score two tonight. You know, take Saturday off. I want to play and I want to, I want to keep scoring goals. That's what my, my, my whole career has been about. My whole, my whole football I want is about. So, thankfully, or hopefully, you know, I'll, I'll get the nod again Saturday and hopefully get on the score sheet. Yeah, he definitely does. Um, I think the year that he was injured at the Glens um, was probably just about his appetite for, for more for more game time with Corey. And he's been a bit unfortunate, actually, because whenever he signed, he was, um, he was cup-tied for the Irish Cup um, in the semi-final. Uh, and, they, um, and then, obviously, COVID hit as well, which ended the season. Um, and, he probably didn't, and he fully admitted he didn't arrive to us whenever he was fit. So he's probably lost a lot of game time in the last two or three years. Um, but... It never leaves him. Um, whenever there's a chance six or seven yards out, um, you want Curtis uh, in front of it because nine times out of ten, it's going into the back of the net. And Stephen, turning to you, I, I'm not sure whether you were you, you were probably maybe working on the, the newsletter uh, sports desk last evening, and, and I'm guessing that you were watching developments coming from the, the Belfast Lockshore Arena quite closely, uh, along with the rest of the games. Um, what did you think when you seen the, the score coming in from Corian? Uh, obviously, following the game on, on social media, D, uh, while I was working, um, it was one of those games I'd say at the Curry game on Saturday. So, uh, Ned Curry wasn't too impressed with his, his performance this team on Saturday, and I, I sort of thought there would be a reaction from them last night. And up there is a very tight pitch, you know, and they're very hard to break down. The three big guys at the back, and they work hard. So, I was sort of fearing last night it could be a nervy draw or something they got there, but I was glad to see, obviously, Curtis po- popped up with two. Typical Curtis Allen's goals, as Johnny said, like you know, and I think after the first one, and it, it settled the boys down, and they they really went on, kicked on after that. Uh, you know, we, we're talking about Curtis, obviously a striker for Corian. Did it help the fact that Corian were playing last night against a current team without Cahir Frail, Alexander Gone, Johnny Fraser? Was it a good time to play Carrick Rangers? Do you think? Uh, definitely, like a. Uh, as I say on Saturday, now Curry was so disappointed they, they lose both Alex and, and Cahar on and Saturday, just a wee of days after Johnny Fraser lumped out of the action at Glavin last Tuesday night. 
and his point was that he spent all January trying to bring strikers in. He brought three in, and now three are injured. So any time you play a team with depleted firepower, I think it's always a good good thing. And you said you were you were working last night as well. So the other the other games, uh, you know, I suppose the headline from last night was Glentorn's uh, late late show against Linfield at at, uh, at Windsor Park. So I mean that that was quite a quite a result. Yeah, I was following that one on the radio, and um, that was a really sort of a game that you didn't know which way it was going to go. One minute the Blues were on top, one minute the Glens were on top, and I thought it was going to play as a draw, but then uh, it was a bit of a freakish goal because I think everybody thought Rory Donnelly had scored, but it, it seemed to have gone straight in from a Conor McMenamin cross. I think it was always going to be one of those nights where something like that was going to win it, but it totally blew the title race wide open. They couldn't sit five points behind the Blues, and the Blues are in a bit of a wobble at the moment. They've only picked up two points from the last three games. So I think the, they'll be starting to sweat at the, the chasing pack now. Evan, from a player's point of view, do you, <clears throat> as a group, I know from speaking to Orn at times, he doesn't make a lot of play about all the results, etc. But as a group of footballers and a squad, do you take much notice of all the results, for example, last night and, and how it affects the league table? Or do you just concentrate on your own performances? No, it's more of a one where you concentrate on your own because the likes of last night, we had a game in hand in Crusaders and they weren't playing. So we knew if we won that, that we'd leapfrog them. So it's just it's more of a case of looking at the team in front of you rather than too far ahead. But at the end of the day, it's all about your own performances. You have to go out and win first before you can think about anything else. Yes, Evan. Yeah, so the Jordan are making, making moves, aren't they? They are. Um, it was, it's kind of expected, to be fair. They have a lot of good players and they have a big, big squad. And it was just kind of a case of at the start of the season when they weren't going too well. It's just things weren't clicking. Like we, we went through that spell ourselves at the start of the season where things weren't going too well. And it's just one of them that you, you need to get through. And once things start going your way, and they have a lot of games in hand as well, Glen Thornley. But the thing is, for the, for the other teams, when you already have the points on the board, but Glen Thorne, they're, they're on form at the minute. And they have a good side. Like and I think we have them twice in the space of a week coming up soon. So they're going to be big games as well. Glen Torren know themselves that they can start claiming the table too. And Jonathan, uh, I suppose Glenavon putting a few results together, perhaps a little bit off the pace. But Cliftonville are hanging in there. Although they've played a couple of games more than Corian, but they're not far behind us, Jonathan. No, um, Cliftonville, as you said, they've they've played two extra games, but uh, they had a good one on uh, Tuesday night against Palomino. Um, they scored late again. Uh, Paul O'Neill um, got the winner. Um, he's fairly banging them in, but I always expected them to do that when he when he signed for them. Uh, Glenavon, yeah, back to back wins as well. Um, grinded it out against Dungannon. I think Dungannon's maybe been their bogey team. Uh, and as Evan said, yeah, we, we still have to play Glentorn twice and Glenavon twice, so um, we never get it easy against the Ireland two teams. So uh, there's still there's still plenty to play for. Mm. And as I said earlier, the games come keep coming thick and fast. And this weekend, uh, Korean are back at home at the showgrounds. First time in uh, several weeks. Uh, Warren Point Town are the visitors. And I suppose, Evan, you know, I'm looking back at the, the, the last time we met Warren Point at uh, Korean was back in December the 12th. And I think that game, you can probably tell me more, that game almost as looked upon as a bit of a turning point in Korean season because they've been on a bad run up until that point. And I think Stuart Nixon's goal in added time earned Korean a 2-1 win. And I suppose 
you haven't been beaten since. So do you look at that as a, a turning point in the season potentially? I definitely. It's it's one of them where if we had a won comfortably, we might we mightn't have went on the run we did. Whereas when sometimes when you win a game like that there, it just gives everyone a massive lift and about a bit more belief as well because we came back. I think as I was later on I when we scored and surely scored and one thing like that there, it's it gives everybody a massive lift and a massive belief as well. So I think that was it was a big turning point in our season. It really was. I think it's eleven games unbeaten since then, isn't that right? Eleven games, I. But I suppose, it, as you said, Evan, it was the manner of the victory and how it was achieved. As you say, if you had a one, three, or four nil, it would have been a comfortable win. But I think we used to take the lead. They equalised in the eighty-ninth, ninetieth minute, and yeah. most people would have thought it was a draw. But you had enough about you to go and, and get the winner, and, and and that could be something significant later later in the season. Definitely, I because. A few games beforehand, we were done a run of losing a few games, like, and we were starting to think, like, what do we need to do and stuff like this. But coming coming back, we were winning, thinking we were going to have three points in the bag, and then they equalised later on, and we were all thinking, oh, not another one of these here. But when we went up and scored, then it was just it was more a relief as well, and then kicked us on afterwards, like. And Jonathan, just on on Warren Point coming, um, I suppose it's uh, Rodney McGarry. He's in the backroom staff of Warren Point now as well. And I suppose it'll be Rodney's first visit back in a working capacity to the showground since since he was manager, Jonathan. So, suppose, uh, you know, how will he approach the game? I suppose it'll be it'll be strange for him. Yeah, his uh, first trip back um, to Korean, so there probably will be a wee bit of mixed feelings for him. Um, but he has to put that to one side, obviously, and he's there with one point. It's uh, quite weird that they have three managers and their backroom staff, obviously, Barry Gray, um, and then the fellow, the name doesn't, it's Captain gone from me, he used to be the manager yeah, of Diggs. Diggs. Yep, he used to be a Ballamaller manager and Rodney, so there's some staff there. Um, yeah, it's going to be weird for Rodney, um, but it's one of them things, he's, he'll probably manage the Irish League in the future, I've no doubt about that, so he's going to have to come back sooner rather than later, and... With three points uh, for one point mean a wee bit more to him after everything that happened, probably. But um, you know, in my time working with him, um, he was always dead on, and it's just just a pity that it just didn't work out for. Uh, Stephen, one point. It's a game, I suppose, on paper that most people looking in on it will think it's it's a game that Koreans should win comfortably. Games don't usually work out like that. But how important would it be for? for Korean to pick up another three points on Saturday and just keep that pressure on the teams in and around them, the Crusaders, Larns, Linfields. How important would it be to get the three? As you say, the, uh, it's a bit of a cliche, but there, are, there isn't any easy games in the Irish League now. And uh, Warren Point are three games out of one, but I think they've proved already this season they're more capable of getting a result on their day. Like Barry Gray's built up a very good squad there. A lot of players from League Ireland there. And um, when they turn it on, they can, they can do it. They, the last day down at the showgrounds, it wasn't a pretty game, but it looked as if it snatched the draw that day. And that shows you what they can do when they, whenever they get a, get their game on. We don't really care about pretty games at this stage, do we? I mean, no, last that... last night at Carrick Rangers was was far from pretty, but nobody will remember that when when the season's finished and it's chalked up as a three points. And I suppose Stephen, at this point in time in the season, it's just about getting wins and and just chalking off the games, isn't it? Definitely, because obviously there's still some debate about whether it's going to be a 38-game season or not. So you want to put yourself in as best a position as possible. And the only way you can do that is by, by winning games. And 
thankfully Corian has been on a fantastic run of late and long may it continue. Yeah, that's an important point because, you know, the way that the weather has been recently and the way with, with COVID, etc., hanging over us, they, they could call it at any time. And from your knowledge of the game, Stephen, what's the, the minimum number of games that they can cancel it or call it, I should say? Well, there's still some debate about uh, the, the 22. I think there's there's different stages of March of the 22 and maybe uh, the 33 games. So everybody played either twice or, or three times. But I'm hopeful they can at least to get to the 33 game stage. Like, I think there's a bit of wriggle room towards the end of the season where games could continue. But And obviously there's still some... Uh, I don't really know what's going to happen with the Irish Cup in terms of whether the, the Championship and Premier League music teams are going to take part or not. So I think over the next few weeks, hopefully... We'll know better with in terms of announcements and stuff like that there, where what way the land lies, and hopefully by the end of March we should know where we're going to be at. And Evan, you know, by the time you play on Saturday, you will have, you'll know how Linfield Larne game has gone. Those two big hitters meet on Friday night. I think it's a game that's shown on BBC. I guess you'll be, or, or do you like? Do you sit and watch the other games, or are you? Are you not bothered? What way does what way do you approach things like that? Um, depends. Hey, if I have the time, I do watch some of them. To be fair, but it'll be a top game on on Friday night as well. Two top teams, like and the likes of us. I think we're hoping for a draw. To be fair, so we can go and get the three points then on Saturday. But the likes yeah. of them, man, up. It doesn't mean anything for us unless we go on on Saturday. We have to take advantage of the other team not picking up the other points. So. It doesn't really matter what way it goes for us as long as we win on Saturday. That's the only way we can take advantage of it. Just concentrating your own games, I suppose, isn't it? And uh, Jonathan, what about the, the other games at the weekend? I see, you know, the big games again, Portadown, home to Ballymena, Carrick Rangers, home to Cliftonville, Crusaders, Glenavon, Gannon, Glentorn. All big games and, and, and the potential for an upset here and there, isn't there? Yeah. Um... There no, as Stephen said earlier, there are no easy games in this league, and the fact that there's no relegation as well means teams can, can have a go. Uh, Glentorn, they'll definitely fancy themselves to pick up another win. Um, and it's weird, I think Portadown would just love to play a game of football um, after the recent postponements. I think, I think you said they're home day, Palomina. Um, so they'll be praying that, uh, that, 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 that they can play. Um, Crusaders, Glenavon, there's a few former players up against each other, obviously, Toffee for Crusaders. and likes of Sean Ward and Colin Coates for the Lions, so um, that'll be an interesting one. They're, they're, they're very hard to call, aren't they? And as you say, Portadown down and Ballamina, I think two teams that have had problems with their pitches this year. And You know, on the, on the pitch debate, Evan, do, where do you stand? I mean, we obviously have a grass pitch at Corain, but there seems to be a, a growing argument for 4G pitches. Would you have any preference either way? Um... Don't I think about the Astros, you know, you're going to be playing every week, like the, mm. the with the weather and stuff, but it depends what kind of 4G it is. Like, you know, the likes of LeBron, they well and Derry. If it's out there, like, that's one of the best pitches in Northern Ireland. So, if, if they were all the same as out there, definitely. But I'd, I'd rather play in grass and I just for the because the Astro takes a stone on the legs, but that's the, only, that's the only negative I have in the Astro. And you're, and you're only a young fella. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. How you, how, you, how, you, how, you, how, you, how you think Doogie feels? I don't know. I don't know how he's doing at Salt. I say, I'm 20. <laughs> I don't know either. I think he played against Crusaders in the Astro Turf earlier in the season, didn't he? Right. And then he played
I, I, there's not many doogies about it, is there? But um, I suppose, I think last weekend was just marked the halfway point of the league, if we make 38 games, as Stephen was referring to. So, what, what I'll ask each of the three of you, I mean, half-term report, Evan, we'll start with you. Half-term report, Corian, how do you think we're referring? We're doing, our, we're doing well, to be fair, especially after the start we've had. I mean, imagine where we could be sitting if we didn't have that start where we went on a four or five game unbeaten run, like, or where we lost, sorry. Mm-hmm. And, but don't know, if, that, if that didn't happen, would we be, would we be in an, an 11 game unbeaten run now? We just never know. But where we're sitting now is, is it's tight at the top at the minute, so it's just about a big second, second half of the season from us as well and see where we end up in the season. It's often said in football that the teams all go through a bad run, and you know that seems to be the case. And do you think and hope that Korean have had their bad run? You know, previously it looks like Linfield are having a bit of a bad run at the moment. Larn are having a little bit of a, an indifferent spell. Do you think you've got yours out of the road and that you can just keep your foot down until the end of the season? That's it. Every every team goes through it. You know, when they go on a wee bit of a bad patch, but. We seem to have turned around in recent times and we're, we're going well now the past few months. So it's just about keeping the momentum going. And as long as we can keep everybody fit and keep rotating the squad and getting minutes in the leg for boys, we should be, we should be fine. And Stephen, half-term report from you, from your position as a, as a newsletter, as sports correspondent, you see a lot of different teams in action on a weekly basis. Where do you, where do you see Corian at the moment? I agree with a lot of what Evan said there. Like, I, I think there was a wee drop off after Europe, which is only natural because the guys had expended so much energy into those three games and they had fantastic results and performances. And that was no fault of anyone. But and then obviously we ran into a bit of a centre back crisis between injury and suspension, so that led the into the four game losing streak. But the turnaround has been superb, and we look more like ourselves again. You know, the last few years under Orn, they've been very solid at the back hard to break down and, and carry a real goal threat. And you got the feeling that whenever Corian scored the first goal, they, they were going to win the game. And that's exactly how the team seems at the minute. You know, in the last two games against Dunfield and Carrick, they defended really well as a team. They never looked under in, in, in any real trouble. And I think that's always a good sign of a team. If you're solid at the back, you're, you're going to be hard to beat. So yeah. and, and Jonathan, if, if I had said to you at the start of December that... Uh, by the time the start of March came, that Korean would be sitting in third place. What would you have said? Uh, I'd uh, asked you what uh, what uh, drink you'd been taking, but no. Um, listen, every team was through a bad run, and Evan uh, alluded to there in November we lost four in a row. But you know, you, you take out like Aaron Canning, Gareth McConaughey, Stephen O'Donnell, and Adam Mullen. You know, there's four you're probably starting centre half all the way at the one time and. It was very, very difficult for us, but you know we, we've turned a corner. Um, what the one point game, which we spoke about the last time, was a, was a, was a turning for us. You know they win in that way, um, being one 0 up, thinking we're finally going to get over the line against ten men. Then we conceded, it, and then we scored a winner, and we haven't really looked back since. Um, we've got many of the boys back. You know the Palomino game last Tuesday, um, we were without you know the likes of Shevlin, O'Donnell, Jarvis. Um, and a couple of others, but then you look at the bench against uh, Linfield, and they're and they're all back. So, um, no team will want to play. No, no team will want to play against us um, anytime soon, and, and we seem to be on on a roll at the minute. Mm, it's a good point you make about the central defenders. You know, uh, we had I think 
all of them out at one nearly at one stage. I mean, Liverpool lose one central defender and their whole season falls apart. But sure, that's another story. But um, but like, as I said, it's uh, it's coming into March. And I don't know about you guys, but I was out walking the dog today, and it, there's definitely a, a bit of a spring feel to the thing. And nine games coming up on TV in uh, in March time, and we're really starting to see get to the business end of the season now. I think, aren't we? And, Two of the games in the BBC are going to be shown, or going to feature Corey in. And uh, Evan, from your point of view, does playing games on TV that are being streamed live, I guess they don't, that doesn't come into it, into players' minds at all. It may have done it one time, but I suppose commonplace now, so it doesn't make any difference. Not really, no, because we have this, no, the 247 TV, so they're being streamed every week anyway. It's mm-hmm. just been streamed to a bigger audience when it comes to BBC, but now the cameras are always there, so there's no real difference now. But the only thing that is is that because it's BBC, some are on a Friday night, whereas others are on a Saturday afternoon. That's the only difference, really, both playing wise now. And John, I think you know, just listen to Evan there um, chatting. I think you've maybe got a few questions from supporters, you know, put it out on social media that you were a coming on to the show today, Evan. So I think, Johnny, if you've got a couple of questions there and you can fire away at Evan, and don't make it too difficult for him now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think a few of your mates, Evan, are trying to stitch you up here. So uh, I'll try <laughs> and keep the... Keep, <laughs> hang on. I'll try and keep the ones that, that you can answer. So uh, James Kelly wants to know, uh, what's it been like playing uh, alongside Stephen Lowry? Unbelievable. Um, I knew Stevie was good before I came here, but see, Playing with him just opens up your eyes to actually how good he is. And whenever I first came onto the team as well, playing alongside him, it just made it far easier. He could play in my field by himself like he's that good. And um, just the experience he has of the game, like, and it's just been brilliant. And uh, Peter Toys wants to know uh, what do you think of the Korean fans? Obviously, they haven't been allowed in the, in, the, in the too many matches this season, but what have you made of them, even on social media or, or things that you've seen? First thing I realise is that they're very passionate. Um, as you say, though, they haven't we haven't been able to get a big crowd onto Corian yet, so I'm looking forward to that, especially the Balamini games, because I mean, London telling me about the atmosphere of the of the local derbies, like, and he was telling me all about it. So I just can't wait till, till that happens again and everything's back to normal to get to get the full house on. And a final quick one from Archie on Twitter. He says he, w- he wants to know when you're signing a, a three-year deal, but I think he's more than asking, uh, what have you made of your, of your time at the showgrounds then? I've really enjoyed it. Um, ever since I, I came here, like everyone's made me feel very welcoming. And uh, that's, that's the biggest part of it as well. When you, feel, when you feel like you're welcomed, it makes everything a lot easier. And to be honest, every minute I've been here, I've really enjoyed it. But the three-year extension deal, I don't know what you need to ask for. <laughs> and from my point of view, uh, just to have it, I mean, you, you live, I think, Cardona, sort of in a show there in Donegal. I mean, quite a trek coming into training and, and to match days and stuff. I mean, does that, is that a problem or are you, you, you happy enough to do that? It's just what you do? No, it's, that's what everyone says. To be fair, it's about, from my house to the pitch, it's about an hour and 15, so it's actually not too bad. It's similar to it's the Belfast coming down, like so. And I only go as far as Derry, where I get on with the Derry lads then, the likes of Jarvie and Ronan and Marty and Stevie and all. So I'm only half an hour up the road and I'm, they, they, we all keep each other company on the way down as well. So no, I, I enjoy it, to be fair. 
There's some crack in that car. I know, to be fair, eh? <laughs> We've a couple of cars going down now at the start. Stevie had on all some good stories. <laughs> Shouldn't need the money bus for the sounds of it. But um, well, before we finish, guys, I mean, it's noticeable this week. Boris Johnson talking and um, his sort of roadmap, for want of a better description. And one of the things that mentioned and, and dominated a lot of the headlines over the last day or so was the return of fans potentially to matches in England. I think the way it works out, it, it could be the fans allowed back in the Premiership and the Premier League for the last league game in May. Um, Stephen, do you think we could get to the stage we might see something similar here? Do you think is there any possibility of getting fans back into the grounds before the, the league season finishes in this side of the water? That would be great to if, if we could. Like, uh, Definitely, I think towards the end of the season, you know, uh, I think we have a chance of getting getting fans in again. Obviously, we've proved earlier in the season that, you know, that could be managed really well. And uh, I, I can't compliment the guys at Corian highly enough for the way they, they ushered the fans in and the, the, the measures they put in place, you know. And that, even if you get anywhere near a thousand fans back, I know that may be a wee bit pie in the sky, but I think we were working around a 600 figure before. I think it would be great. And like even the Irish Cup final now, you're, you're sort of hoping that uh, there would be some sort of fans there. You know what I mean? And like Windsor Park's obviously a very big stadium, so it would be great to see if it, even if it was half full. What do you think, Jonathan? Is it is it potential a go or is it to get supporters back in? I would just echo everyone that Stevie said. It'd be great to get some fans in, um, especially into the showgrounds uh, to give the boys a bit of a push towards the end of the season. Um, you know, I I miss going even last night. I miss seeing the Korean fans there. Um, we're very very, and I say this all the time. I'm very fortunate to get the matches and stuff at the minute. So. It'd be great if we could get fans and um, even when we go away, even the away fans, a bit of stick or whatever, you miss all that and the, the camaraderie with people that you, you only see a couple of times a year. So hopefully we, we, we can get them back. And, and Evan, turning to you as a player, I'm suggesting that you guys are you're used to playing in front of no fans now. And Was it difficult at the start? And have you now got yourselves into a situation where you can self-motivate yourselves without fans at you, you're now so used to it. Is, is that the way it's turned out for you, do you think? I definitely. There's no doubt. On tough games, the fans definitely do spur you on, like in those last few minutes and stuff like that when games are tight. But at the end of the day, every game you want to, if you're not self-motivated, you shouldn't be playing. Like, everyone goes on to one. So I know with the fans not being there, like it's, it does be difficult at times. But at the end of the day, when the whistle goes, it's another game. So... That's that's the way that's the way we see it, kinda. Hmm, be nice to get a few of them back towards the end of the year and maybe potentially have them yeah. something to celebrate, Evan. What do you think? That's the thing, yeah. Hopefully if we can get a bit of silverware, it'd be great <laughs> to have them there. The way things are going, I don't know what the story will be with the fans or if it'll be half capacity or what. Well, it's 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 hard for any of us to know, isn't it really? So um we'll just have to we'll just have to wait and see and well, wait on the powers that be at Stormont. And it seems to be that they, that they seem to follow in, in the, uh, Boris Johnson's example in a lot of things. I think in terms of the schooling, I think they're talking about following the example of England as well. So who knows, maybe a, in a month or month's time or so, we might have fans in. But uh, I think in the meantime, Evan, I uh, would like to just say thank you very much for joining us today. It's been great to hear your, 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 your thoughts and your insights in the game. As I said at the start, 
nobody doesn't really hear from you very much. I suppose you know you, you've only been here about a year, but I I think it's your yeah. birthday on Monday. Is that correct? Birthday on Monday, aye. Yeah. What age are you going to be on Monday? Twenty-two on Monday. Twenty-two. And what about a goal on Tuesday to celebrate? Oh, I'd love that. Uh, it worked for Curtis Allen, didn't it? I know. Oh, that's a, he's more oh, of an absolute than I am, so they come a lot easier to him. What were you saying, Stephen? London grabbed one as well after his birthday as well against Palomino. Uh, I know, no pressure, Evan. No pressure. <laughs> there's, there's definitely a pattern developing here, isn't there? Uh, we'll see come Tuesday. Well, here, wish you all the best anyway, Evan, and a happy birthday, an early happy birthday. Uh, Hopefully we can keep the run going on Saturday and get uh, get another one. Okay, guys, uh, let's get your final thoughts on the week ahead and the weekend. Uh, starting, Johnny, how do you see the weekend going? What are you looking forward to most? Uh, it's going to be a, a tough game. Uh, we never get it easy against Warren Point. I can never remember beating Warren Point at 2 or 3 now and being really, really comfortable. So I'm not expecting that now. Um, as we joked there earlier with Evan, he's due a goal on his birthday soon. So... Who knows? Uh, maybe grab a goal for us. Uh, I'll go. Uh, I'll go for it. You know, but I do think it'll be a hard. And Stephen, looking forward to the weekend. Where Where are you at? Are you at Corian? Are you on your yep. travels? I'll be at the showgrounds on Saturday again, Dee. So uh, as Johnny says, there we expect a very, an order very tough game. But um, I think it'll be some summer the the last time. Hopefully, we don't have to wait to the ninety plus minute to get a winner. But I think it'll be a two one one for Corian again. You get the kettle on for you coming in all the way on Saturday. <laughs> That's right. it. So, uh, well, here, thank you very much, guys, for your time. Evan, thank you as well for coming on to the show as well. Best of luck at the weekend and happy birthday for you for, for Monday. Guys, thanks for listening. This is the Korean FC podcast, and hopefully we'll be back again to do it all again next week when we might be reflecting on another successful week for the Bandsiders. Come on, the Bandsiders, and thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>